Three traditional pillars of Lent are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And through these three pillars of Lent, we journey to develop a closer relationship to God. Now, the 40 days of Lent should be filled with reflection, service, and prayer. And every year, we all should enter this season of Lent with hope and new anticipation of Easter. But for some, this Lent takes on a special feel as they journey not only to Easter, but to ordination of the priesthood. It is always a good morning when we welcome to the show Deacon Justin Echeverria joining us as he experiences Lent in Rome. Good morning, Deacon Justin. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, we've talked often on the morning blend. We talk about things that we tr- we give up in a special way, and then we in in through that sacrifice, we also take up a practice. So, as you enter into this Lenten season, the last one prior to your priestly ordination, have you taken up a special practice or offered up something in sacrifice? So that way, this is a Lent like no other. Like like many people, I'll 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 give up something. So for example, this year I've I've maybe not given up completely, but I've cut back on like you know drinking a lot of coffee. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, things like that, but also um, taking things on uh, more intentionally this this uh, year, particularly to prepare for priesthood. Uh, so for example, half an hour before I go to bed, I shut off my electronics um, so I can pray and also um, do some more spiritual reading. Um, really like, so like the last thing I read before I go to bed and close my eyes is something about the Lord. Or in this case, I'm actually reading currently, uh, my brother, shout out to my brother, my brother, Alex, uh, for Christmas, he gave me this book by Fulton Sheen. Uh, it's called the world's first love, Mary, the mother of God. It was written by Fulton Sheen in the fifties. And he actually, of all the books he, he had written, it, it was his favorite, mm-hmm. um, so that's what I'm reading right now. It's like a Lenten practice. And then on Fridays of Lent, I, um, I've been practicing uh, fasting, but fasting with a specific intention. So for a family member who is maybe going through a difficult time right now, or friends who've asked me to pray for them, or um, actually, um, and I told this to, to this family last week, I was asked a few weeks ago to be the confirmation sponsor of a, of a, of a young boy at, at, um, at Christ the King uh, remotely because I'm of, I'm overseas, but we'll make it, we'll make it work. And so, you know, for him and his confirmation group, I offer them the, the fasting for them as well. Well, again, such wonderful practices. We forget how powerful those sacrifices are. And especially when you make them in intention for something, then it feels like this suffering that I'm going through this little hunger pain, so to speak, is offered mm-hmm. and and God takes those up and uh, blesses those that you do those for. You there are in Rome for throughout this this year, and we've been following you as you journey towards the priesthood. Now there in Rome or at the Vatican, is there just kind of a special feel or unique opportunities that can be experienced at the Vatican? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a blessing to be over here is your your closeness. Uh, I mean, physically, I mean, we're only 10 minutes walking from the Vatican. So you're, you're close to Pope Francis. Um, you can go, you know, to St. Peter's itself to pray before many of the, many of the popes who are buried there, including, you know, Pope John Paul II, Pope Benedict XVI, St. Peter. Um, but then all, but then also, you know, the city, it's, you know, it, it really is the eternal city as it's, you know, nicknamed. I mean, you are walking with the saints. You're encountering such rich history, just walking to, I walked to class and I, I walked by a church that might have a saint 
there, or um, you're walking by, you know, remnants of, you know, one of the most influential empires of the Western world. So it's a lot of great opportunities there. Deacon, Justin, for you and your classmates there at uh, the university, you also have an opportunity, you were telling me as we were preparing for our interview, that you can go to different parishes each week to celebrate and to, you know, have a prayerful Lenten season. What? Tell us about that. Yeah, so a very unique experience here uh, during Lent uh, and, and the, the schedule, the life of the, of the North American College significantly changes. Uh, so... Usually during the year, you know, we get up early to pray together, have mass, and then we, we begin our day. But in Lent, we, we participate in a very special ancient tradition, like ancient as in it goes back to maybe second or third century Christianity. So this is like the 200s AD, where bishops, and this is back during the age of persecutions, probably in hiding, would visit different churches in, in the city of Rome. Now we call this tradition the, the station church. The station churches so that's basically each day there's a different station to go to and what we do now is we get up early uh, and depending how far the uh the the church is some days are a little earlier some days we leave at six in the morning and some days we leave at 5 45 <laughs> um but uh we make a basically a small pilgrimage to these churches um each day so it's an option in the morning that if you want to go to these station churches and usually one of the priests who's studying here from, from the North American College will be signing up to sell, be the celebrant of these churches. And some of these churches actually are only open during this time of Lent. Like you cannot, you can't access them any other time during the year. So it really is an you know, opportunity. So for, for example, the first one we always go to for Ash Wednesday is called Santa Sabina. It was built in the 400s. So it's, it's, it's a church from the late Roman Empire. Uh, and it has one of the first depictions of the crucifixion on, on, on its doors. And St. Saint, Saint Sabine is, uh, I don't know too much about St. Sabine, but St. Sabine is buried there. But that's how we kick off Ash Wednesday. Um, St. Peter's is part of the station church. You know, for example, I, I, I mentioned before we started, uh, I went to the station church called San Pietro in Vincoli, which is called St. Peter in Chains. And that was where, at the time, Deacon Peter Julia had his first mass as a deacon celebrated there. I took photos and sent it to him, but that church is special because it has um, it has the chains that held St. Peter captive when he was in prison wow. in Rome. So you can go to the altar and there's there it is. There are the chains, as well as for any um, fans of, of art on the side. There is uh, Pope Julius II is buried there. And I think I believe he was the pope who started the Swiss Guard in the 1500s. But where he's buried is this big statue of Moses uh, by Michelangelo. Um, which is a beautiful work of art to look at when you're when we were waiting for mass. And actually, where I was sitting for mass, I could look over and I saw Moses kind of like looking at me the way the way the, the statue is modeled. Um, yeah, so these are just some churches we get to get to do get get to visit. Um, another church, for example, this last one I'll mention is San Lorenzo. So it's a church um, dedicated to Saint Lawrence. He was a deacon and martyr, in, uh, one of the Roman martyrs uh, in the early church. And you can go to mass in the church. Beautiful, beautiful church. Um, and you can go beneath. Uh, very. It just really makes the saints and the city. You're walking among history of the church. It's. It really is a huge blessing. 
Deacon Justin, we all have these beautiful celebration and pilgrimages here within our own churches, but boy, does it be able to share just a little bit about your journey as Lent begins there in Rome. What a very beautiful and special opportunity that you've had. And thank you so much for sharing with us that. Now, you've also had some other opportunities to pilgrimage and go on a retreat with Archbishop Sample. I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about that. But as usual, I'm already coming up against our break. Can you stay with me through the break? And we'll continue in the next half hour. Absolutely. And I am back with Deacon Justin Echeverria. He is joining me today all the way from Rome. Lent has begun there in the Eternal City. And Deacon Justin is sharing with us a little bit about his journey towards Easter and towards his ordination to the priesthood. Deacon Justin, thanks so much for staying with us today. Again, it's great to be here. Deacon, this is the perfect opportunity. These weeks of Lent to really enter into and prayerfully just experience this Lenten season in a unique opportunity and ways. And many people do that by going on retreat. I will be joining in just a few weeks, the deacons from the Archdiocese of Seattle and their wives. We gather together away from all of our regular requirements and pray and, and join together and lift each other up during this Lenten season. And that is the case for our seminarians who are in Rome. In this case, our Archbishop, Alexander Sample, journeyed with you on a Latin retreat. Share with our listeners a little bit about that experience. So we just finished our final exam period. Um, the, the semesters kind of work differently over, overseas. But um, uh, basically, traditionally, the, the Portland men, um, we travel as a diocese. After, after finals, you have a, a bit of a break before the second semester begins. And we'll, we'll go somewhere here in, in Europe. And it's been a relatively newer tradition that the Archbishop, uh, that he'll, he'll join us. And this year we also had Father Peter Julia as well. And so it was a group of seven, uh, seven men. And we, got to, we went to France uh, to visit with St. Therese of Lisieux. Archbishop Sample has a very uh, huge devotion to her. Um, we got to go to uh, where she's buried and we had mass there. So he, um, he gave a very powerful um, homily and we actually got to pray for an hour before her body um, that morning. Um, so it was a mix of, we went to Lisieux and then we did Normandy. So kind of a mix of a spiritual pilgrimage and also a World War II, you know, honoring the fallen um, uh, journey as well. Uh, so we got to be together. We got to go pray with St. Therese, encounter her in this beautiful French, French town, this little countryside town. Um, and it was a great time to just spend with each other's brothers and with our spiritual father. Um, so we had a nice, we, we stayed at an Airbnb that had a kitchen. So every day we'd leave for a full day to go see Lazoo or we'd go to Normandy and then we'd come back in the evening. And usually what would happen is we'd stop at a, at a grocery store and get supplies. Uh, we'd cook dinner, have kind of like a family dinner together. And then we had a fireplace. So actually Archbishop Sample would build a fire and we basically, we shut off the lights. We'd put some candles out. We had the fire and we just, we'd all just sit and chat. It was, it was just really uh, a wonderful time. And then in the meantime, um, uh, during this time, Archbishop Sample would meet with each guy one-on-one uh, -on -one just to check in, how are you doing? Um, of course, in par particular for men like Deacon Brent Dershman and myself, it was a check-in, but also talking about ordination and you know how right. do we feel about everything and uh, how are things going. 
Wow, how wonderful to be able again to get away from those regular requirements, to step away from the busyness of the city, and then just I can't imagine a better place to retreat than the burial site of Saint Therese of Lusso. Of course, her beautiful little way that guides so many people, and we're fortunate that our Archbishop and Father Peter Julia was able to celebrate that with you. Now we've been talking about different ministries, and we know that during your pastoral, you're here when you were back in Oregon. You were at Christ the King. But while you are there in Rome, you are also given a ministry, a, a group that or a parish that you attend to. Tell our listeners about what uh, your assignment is there. Yeah, so we have a we have a vast array of opportunities for, for ministry, or as we call them apostolates. And they, it, can, it can range from prison ministry to uh, serving the poor in Rome to a unique opportunity of uh, being able to sign up to give tours at St. Peter's Basilica to the pilgrims and to tourists and kind of sort of, you can, you can evangelize in that way too. Um, but this, uh, my third year of theology, so the year before I went to Christ the King, and now after being at Christ the King and back in Rome, I was given the opportunity to work at a parish uh, on a U.S. Air Force base in Northern Italy. So the, the um, in a place called Aviano. Um, the parish itself is the, St. Joseph based parish community um, that happens to be on a, on an air force base and uh, just an incredible opportunity to, to basically serve those who serve our country. Um, and, but when you're on the base, it's, it's a, it just feels like regular parish ministry that just happens to be on a base. So this weekend I'm going up again. Uh, we go, so we're, we're part of a team. We rotate. So everyone goes one weekend a month and we just schedule who goes and we go at least in pairs um, sort of like how the disciples were sent off in, in twos. And uh, this weekend I'm going up to help with the confirmation retreat at the, at the parish. And then a month later, I'll be, I'll be back there to help with the, uh, to deacon the confirmation mass. And, and we also do things like RCIA or OCIA catechism. We also try to have theology on tap. Um, we try to even do like fun, fun outings, uh, like there's mountains nearby, so take some parishioners to go sledding. Uh, and then usually in the evening, sometimes we'll we'll uh, get together with parishioners, families that will host us. And some of these families, uh, maybe like one or two members of the uh, one, or, one or two of the parents are active duty um, okay. airmen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're families who have no military connection. They're they're just they're contractors. So that that work on the on the base and actually one family that we're going to go have dinner with this Friday. Um, the mother's from Oregon. And uh, it's funny because I, I know her mom. Her mom, uh, Mary, is a, is a parishioner at uh, uh, Father Randy Huang's parish. Uh, so it's kind of that connection there. But uh, we're going to go with this family. We're going to meet, meet up with them. And she is a math teacher at the school on base. And her husband is a soldier on the base. Okay. Uh, they have two kids. And their, their son plays soccer. And um, Gabby, the daughter, she's in, um, she's in drama and the arts. Uh, so they're very active, fun uh, family. And uh, just that's just one example of the people we get to encounter in this unique uh, ministry. Well, I think that is just a great reminder to all of us that we think about our own parish in our own part of the world. But you're a perfect example of sharing how that experience, as wonderful it is, it is 
Well, it's experienced around the world. The universality of our Catholic faith can be seen in every corner of the world. Well, Deacon Justin, it's been just such a wonderful morning to be able to talk with you. Before we go, as we move through Lent and into the springtime, what big events do you have coming up on your own calendar? Yeah, so actually, uh, most immediately to prepare for priestly ordination, the deacons this coming uh, Holy Week, we're going to go on what's called our, our canonical retreat. So according to canon law, a priest is to go is to go on a retreat every year, which is which is good. Get away, pray, yep. recharge. Mm-hmm. And specifically for us, this one is catered to um, preparing for the priesthood. And uh, we're actually going to have it in in um, in the town of Assisi. So it'll be great to be there. Uh, and that's where I learned Italian. So it's kind of like I'm I'm finishing where I began. And it's great to be able to pray with St. Francis and St. Clair, Blessed Carlo Cuda, St. Rufinus, who was the first bishop in the Roman Empire uh, period. Just a, a really holy city. Uh, so I have that coming up. Uh, then still working on my um, my plans for the Triduum. Uh, but we'll have a two-week break for Holy Week and Easter. So definitely some time to rest. Uh, and then in the meantime, I've just been getting ready. Getting ready for actually uh, February 22nd. It's four months for the four-month countdown. So it's just, it's it's incredible. It's just, wow. Um, <laughs> Filled with a lot of gratitude and a lot of joy. How exciting that we all are for you. And just to be able to journey with you over these last few years as you become who God always intended you to be. And it is just uh, such a great morning to have you on with us. Deacon Justin, before we go this morning, can you end us in prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to be able to gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ. I ask that you bestow your graces on all who are working at Modern Day and the the work that they do in evangelization, as well as for all those who are listening today. Fill them with the graces they need. Fill them with a spirit of joy, of gratitude, of encouragement especially when we may have stumbled from our Lenten promises to just get back on track because you're a God of justice and mercy. Please bless everyone in the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. And we ask all of this through the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Deacon Justin, thank you so much for your time today. God bless you and have a wonderful rest of your Lent. You as well.